faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, on guard at a gold mine in the desert with Jimmy Olsen, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent makes a startling confession. I, I'm afraid I've made a mistake, Jim. Well, what do you mean, Mr. Kent? I could see the entire route of the gold trucks, but there are no signs of the hijackers. Well, what does that mean? It means I've guessed wrong. Now I'm afraid we won't be able to find Lois and Horatio Horn. <laughs> goes the bat against the ball. Your feet carry you past the diamond, whizzing across the grass after the ball. You're chasing it back, back, up against the left field wall. You're under it, waiting. Got it. You wipe your face, streaming with perspiration. Yes, sir. Spring training is hard work. It means long hours out on the diamond, limbering up. And, brother, it sure can get mighty hot out there. The sun beats down on you steadily and unrelentingly. Soon your skin begins to feel funny, sort of parched and tight. Well, when practice is over, you go back into the house for supper. One look in the bathroom mirror tells you what's happened. Sunburn. Your neck is all red and your nose looks like a traffic stop signal. What's more, freckles have popped out and spilled all over your face. Freckle face. Yes, that's your nickname every summer for the hot sun is the signal not only for baseball to begin, but sunburn and freckles as well. Now, what makes your skin get darker and freckled in the summer? Well, you know, boys and girls, that skin color is the result of how much carotene and melanine is in the skin. We all have both of these chemicals in our skin, but in different amounts. Well, in the summer, the sun beats down on you and adds more melanin to your skin. The result is a darker skin. A suntan and freckles appear. You know, freckles are nothing more than little spots of skin with extra amounts of melanin in it. So, gang... If someone asks you why your skin is black, brown, or scorchingly suntanned, well, you can just tell them, ah, oh, it's just a lot of melanin. And now, the adventures of Superman. On the trail of a band of gold hijackers... Lois Lane, reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, and Horatio Horn, rural correspondent, were captured and taken to a secret mountain cave. Managing to escape from the cave, Lois and Horn took refuge behind a tall boulder in a rocky clearing, and for a while managed to hold off their captors with a rifle they had taken from a guard. But they soon ran out of ammunition, and as darkness fell, Hurley, leader of the hijackers, started to climb up the rocks with one of his men to rout out and finish the two reporters. Meanwhile, near a gold mine several miles away, Superman and his guise of Clark Kent wait with cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and Sheriff Withers for the hijackers to appear, planning to capture them and learn the whereabouts of Lois and Horn. 
Practically all the gold is already loaded in the trucks, Mr. Kent, but nothing's happened yet. Yeah, I know, Jim. Yeah, where are them hijackers you said were going to show up here at the mine, Mr. Kent? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't understand it, Sheriff. Yeah. No signs of the hijackers anywhere along the road from here to Desert City. Wait a minute, what's that? What, huh? Mr. Kent? Did you hear those shots? Uh, I don't hear any shots. No, neither do I. Well, I do. I'm going to see what's going on. Wait, I'll go with you, Mr. Kent. No, Jim, you stay with the sheriff. Well, let him go, Olson. He's a hearing thing. Here. I can change behind this shack. Those shots came from the vicinity of that far mountain there. I'm going to investigate them as Superman. There we are now. All set. Up! Up! And away! How come Horn and Miss Lane don't return our fire? I think it's because they ain't got any ammunition left. Come on, Pete. We'll pile in there and finish them. Okay. Let's go. Quit your kidding, Horn. You know you're trapped. Come on out or we'll shoot the kill. No. No. Stand back. Stand back. All right, Pete. We're going to have it. Not so fast, my tough friends. First, I'll take those guns. I'll hold you. Yeah. You come from Superman. Yeah. So you boys want to play rough, eh? Okay, suppose I crack your murderous skulls together like this. Oh. Wonderful, Superman. Wonderful. Oh, Superman. If you hadn't got here... Just when you All right, did, easy we... now, Miss Lane. Easy. Everything's under control now. Tell me, is this the hijacker's hideout? Uh, that's right. This this fellow you just knocked out is Hurley, the, the leader of the gang. The other one is Pete. And that fellow down in the clearing who's crawling into the cave, uh, that's Frosty Ketchel. Yes, I see. And the rest of the gang are hiding on a secret trail somewhere nearby, Superman. Uh-huh. They're going to hijack a big gold shipment tonight. You mean they think they are, Miss Lane. Listen now, I'm going to take you two back to the Star Plaster Mine where you'll be safe. Then I'll be back for Hurley and Frosty Ketchel and the rest of their outfit. Okay, hang on now. Up! Up! And away! Here we are, Miss Lane, Mr. Horn, the Star Placer Mine. Superman. Hello, Jim. And Miss Lane and Horatio Horn. Oh, boy. Oh, Jim, I'm so glad to see you. Hello, Jim, old chap. Sovereign Cactus. Are you really Superman? That's right, Sheriff. Uh-oh, I see the trucks have already left with the gold shipment. That's right. They, uh... And there isn't a minute to lose. Up with you, Sheriff. No, no, hold on there. Wait. You're going with me to stop a hijacking. Up and away! Here we are, Sheriff. Now. Oh, glory be, I... I never had a ride like that in my life. Uh-huh. Where are we? Well, if you look straight down for about 50 yards, you'll see about a dozen men on that mountain trail. See them? Huh? Over there. Why, why, yeah. Yeah, that's where the old lead mine backs up into the mountain, but... Uh... Wait a minute, did you say lead mine? Sure, but I... Great Scott, that's why I couldn't find the hideout before. Lead is the one substance I can't see through. Huh? Now, listen, Wait Superman, a minute, Sheriff. I... The gold trucks will be along in a moment, and I want to take care of those hijackers before there's any shooting and somebody's hurt. Hijack? You, you mean them fellows are hijackers? Right. But in a few minutes, they're going to be jailbirds. You stay here and watch, Sheriff. There's a good moon you'll be able to see. Up! Up! And away! Up! <laughs> 
paraded into those hijackers, and in about a minute, he was the only one standing up. <laughs> yep, and the hijackers were all on their backs accounting the stars. Boy, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> yeah, so do I, Jim. You'd have got a kick out of that, too, Mr. Ken. Huh? Oh, yes, it must have been quite a sight. Ken, how? Incidentally, where were you caught? Hmm? Jim and the sheriff say you disappeared from the mine. Oh, but... I, I was around, Lois. Say, by the way, Sheriff, did hmm? Hurley and Frosty Ketchell talk? Oh, they sure did, Mr. Kent. Soon as they woke up in my jail here and realized the jig was up, well, they sang plenty. Oh, what's the story? Well... Seems that the big boss of the gang is in uh, Metropolis. Metropolis? That's right, son. Fellow who runs a little syndicate there that makes up crossword puzzles for the newspaper. Crossword puzzles? Yeah, he had spies are checking up in all the gold mines, you see. And uh, when they let him know a big shipment was going out pretty soon, why, he put the name of that town in a crossword puzzle. So that's Then his the gang, which was spread out through the West, would see it in the puzzle. And started drifting into that mine town. Oh, how do you like that? Mm. Incredible. How did you ever get onto it, Horatio? Well, uh, I happen to be a crossword puzzle fan, you see. Horatio, you're a credit to the famous Correspondence School for Detectives Institute. You certainly are. Famous Correspondence School and Detective Institute for Scientific Crime Deduction, if you please. (laughs) I stand corrected. (laughs) Say, what about the boss hijacker in Metropolis, Sheriff Withers? Did you contact the Metropolis police yet to pick him up? Sure did. Sent off a wire, Mr. Kent, and asked him to phone the back. Good. Well, now, I think we'd better... Uh, wait a minute. Maybe that's Metropolis to call now. Hello? Yeah, I'll wait. Is it Metropolis, Sheriff? I... Uh, I don't know. Operator said long distance. What's the matter, Sheriff? I... I don't know. I feel kind of... Sheriff, wait a he's falling. I got him. Good heaven. Wait, let me... Let me help you. Jim! What? Jim, what's the matter? Jimmy, what is it? Oh. Clark, he's fainted. Great Scott, what's happening here? Amazed, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Horatio Horn stare at Sheriff Withers and Jimmy Olsen, both of whom lie unconscious on the floor of the sheriff's office in the Moundville jail. What has happened? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Gang, I just saw a movie that I think is terrific. It's got punch, excitement, and a new idea I know you'll go for. The name of this film is Make Way for Youth, and it's all about kids just like you. Not fake make-believe characters, but honest-to-goodness fellows and girls who ring true with everything they say and do. What's more, the acting isn't done by professional actors, but by high school boys and girls from Madison, Wisconsin. And what a job they do. Melvin Douglas is the narrator of Make Way for Youth, and the story he tells packs a smashing wallop. It begins with a fight between a bunch of high school kids that rocked a town back on its heels. Now, I I don't want to give the whole plot away, so I'll tell you just a little bit about what happens. Well, because of that fight, the kids of the town get together in a youth council. All the different clubs of boys and girls in the town send delegates to a general meeting where they get together and discuss plans for big doings in which all the clubs are going to take part. And you'd be surprised how many groups belong to youth councils all over the country. There's the Boy Scouts, the YMCA, the YWCA, the YMHA, the 4-H clubs, the Campfire Girls, and plenty more besides. And brother, these youth councils really go to town. The movie Make Way for Youth shows how a typical youth council works and some of the things it can and does do. Now, if you haven't been lucky enough to see this wonderful picture yet, ask your school, 
the neighborhood Y, your 4-H club, Boy Scout troop, or whatever organization you belong to, to arrange a showing of Make Way for Youth. Believe me when I tell you that Make Way for Youth is a movie you don't want to miss. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Sheriff Withers' tiny office, located in the front half of the one-story frame building that houses the single-cell Moundville Jail. The sheriff and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen have suddenly, without warning, keeled over, unconscious. Holding the limp Jimmy, Hawk Kent stares in amazement at the wide-eyed Lois Lane and Horatio Horn. I... I can't understand this, Lois. Get some water, please. Hurry. All right, Clark. I... I... Oh. Miss Lane. Horatio, help her. I, I, I can't. What? Mr. Kent, I can't. Horatio! Great Scott! Horatio and Lois passed out, too. What's happening here? I... Wait a minute, I... I'm feeling strangely dizzy, too. What is this? Fighting desperately against a strange lethargy that seems to be seeping through his steel-like body. Superman gazes in wonder and dismay at Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Horatio Horn, and Sheriff Withers. All sprawled unconscious on the floor of the little office of the Moundville Jail. What does this mean? What has happened? And what will happen? Fellows and girls... Be sure to hear Monday's thrilling and surprising episode. Don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Faster than a speeding bullet... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in the office of a little village jail... Superman, in his guise of reporter Clark Kent, stares in amazement as Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Horatio Horn, and Sheriff Withers suddenly and without warning keel over, unconscious. Scott, what, what happened? 
And what's happening to me? I feel dizzy. I'm losing my strength. What? What is this? Can you remember as far back as this morning, gang, just after you'd finished dressing for school and Mother served up a delicious and nourishing breakfast? Well, now, uh, do you recall that long about lunchtime, you felt the driving need for more food? Well, that was because you had used up all the energy contained in your breakfast. You needed more, and Mother saw to it that you got it. But in lots of homes in Europe and Asia, war-ravaged parts of the world, other boys and girls like you, who also need vitamins and calories to keep going, didn't have them. All they got to eat today was maybe a little thin soup and a crust of dry bread. Why? Because that's all there was in the house. Now, how much running and playing and schoolwork do you think you could accomplish with so little nourishment? Not much, believe me. You'd probably grow thin and weak and listless and become subject to sickness and disease. Well, that's exactly what is happening to thousands and thousands of boys and girls all over the world. But you, the lucky boys and girls of America, can help them get the proper kind of food necessary to health and strength so that they too can grow up to be useful citizens of the world. You can help them by joining the Crusade for Children. That's the Crusade for Children, a nationwide organization of American young people dedicated to helping the less fortunate children overseas. Later I'll tell you more about this wonderful opportunity you have to do something really helpful. So, stay with us. And now, the adventures of Superman. After rescuing reporters Lois Lane and Horatio Horn, and rounding up the gang of gold hijackers, Superman brought them to Sheriff Withers' little one-story jail in Moundville where they were locked up. But then, an amazing thing happened. While Superman, disguised as Clark Kent, was speaking with his friends and the sheriff in the front office of the little jail, first the sheriff, then cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, then Lois, and finally Horatio Horn, suddenly collapsed and fell to the floor, unconscious. As Kent stared in amazement, unable to comprehend what had happened, he himself suddenly reeled dizzily and fell to his knees beside Jimmy Olsen. For a brief moment, he stayed that way. Now, calling desperately on his fading strength, he picks up Jimmy and staggers to the door. With groping fingers, he finds the knob, turns it, and pitches out through the open door with Jimmy in his arms. The night air sweeping in from the desert is cool, fresh, and Kent sucks it deeply into his lungs. Oh, this air is good. Oh, I can breathe now. Now, just put Jim down. He'll be all right in a moment. There. Well, I'll go back in and get the others. Mr. Kent. I'm right here, Jim. You feeling better? I I guess so. What happened? Well, those hijackers tossed some capsules of knockout gas into the sheriff's office. Knockout gas? Uh Uh-huh. One of the hijackers must have reached out through the bars and tossed the stuff into the office. I found the broken capsules on the floor. Very powerful stuff, too. It even made me a little dizzy. 
Now, listen, Holy Jeff. mackerel. What about Miss Lane and Horatio Horn and the sheriff? I just took them across the street to the village doctor. He says they'll be okay soon. Oh, swell. I'm going after Hurley and his gang now. You wait here, Jim. Hurley? You mean he escaped? Sure, he and his whole gang. There's no trick to break out of this tin plate jail. Jeepers, but... They got I... away in Sheriff Withers' car and headed out on the desert road. I think they're going to make another try to hijack that gold ship. I'll see you later, Jim. Oh, wait, where are you going? After Hurley, of course. Well, how? What can you do? Mr. Kidd? Wait, listen. There we are. Change behind the jail here. This is a job for Superman. Can't see Hurley anymore, but I'll find him. There we are. All set. Now, up, up, and away! <laughs> I can see the gold truck snow early, climbing that hill way up ahead, see? Yeah, we'll be up with them in a few minutes, Pete. Get ready, you guys. We're going to work soon. Yeah, okay, Hurley, okay. I counted six trucks. This will be a big hole. Yeah, and an easy job, too. <laughs> Good thing I had those capsules of knockout gas on me, huh, Pete? <laughs> you said it. Hey, if the sheriff and them reporters come to, though, maybe they'll figure we went after the... Relax. They'll sleep for a long time. Check your guns, boys. We're almost there. Yeah, okay. Now, listen, Pete. We'll crowd the first truck, see? Yeah. And then what we'll... Hey, what the... Pete! What? We're flying! Holy smokes! We're off the ground! Hey, look, Pete! We're way up in the air! We must be dreaming! Who's that laughing? I don't know! I think I'm going nuts! Next stop, Moundville Jail! Mr. Kent, you should have seen it. You just should have seen it. Seen what, Jim? Superman flying down from out of the sky with Sheriff with his car and the hijackers in it. No kidding. <laughs> On the level. And, oh, brother, you should have seen those hijackers' faces. Yeah? Yeah, some were white as sheets and some were green. <laughs> they couldn't talk. They couldn't even move. Yeah, I'll bet. Look, uh, how are Lois and Horatio and the sheriff? Okay, but pretty groggy. The doctor thinks they ought to stay in bed till tomorrow. All right, you stay with him. I've got to get back to Metropolis and see if the police picked up the brains of this hijacking gang. Oh, I'll go with you. No, I've got to make time, Jim. Oh, what do you mean? How can you make faster time without me? Huh? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, well, somebody's got to stay here and make sure that Lois and Horatio are all right, see? Well... And you're elected. See you in Metropolis, Jim. So long. <laughs> Say, Inspector, did you get... Batman! Hello, Clark. Well, what are you doing in Inspector Henderson's office? I'm waiting for the inspector, of course. I've got an appointment with him. Oh, where is he? i got to see him right away, too. Well, he's due in soon. Oh, congratulations. What for? For rounding up that gang of gold hijackers out west. That was a nice piece of work. Oh, thanks, but it's not all over yet. The brains of that outfit is here in Metropolis. He runs a little syndicate which makes up crossword puzzles for the newspapers, and he... You hi- mean he did? What? He's all through directing his hijackers by tip-offs and his crossword puzzles. Matcom, his name is, and he's in a nice, tight cell in the city jail. Oh? Well, fine, but how come you know all about this, Batman? Well, it just happens that Robin and I were working on the case from this end, Clark. Oh, I see. But it's all over now, thanks to you. <laughs> thanks to Horatio Horn of Squeen Run, Ohio, you mean. <laughs> he's the one who tumbled to the plot in the first place. Good old Horatio. Yeah. Love that little screwball. <laughs> 
Laughing heartily with Batman, Clark Kent permits himself to relax at last, believing that all threats to his friends and himself have been conquered. But unknown to him, he is about to be confronted with one of the weirdest mysteries of his adventurous career, as the city of Metropolis is attacked by the ghost of Captain Kidd. We'll be back in a moment to find out more about it, so keep listening. Gang, let me tell you once again that the biggest job you, the boys and girls of America, can do today is to lend a helping hand to the less fortunate children of Europe and Asia, those innocent victims of the last war who haven't enough to eat. There are 230 million of those hungry children all over the world who look to you for a helping hand. Don't let them down. They'll pay you back for acts of kindness all their lives with understanding friendship, the kind of friendship that leads to world peace, and that is very important. So join the crusade for children in your city and canvas your neighborhood for contributions. Give plays and parties to raise money and try to raise additional funds through the sale of cookies and candies which you make. There are lots of other things too, all sorts of things that will bring in money which is then used to purchase healthful, nourishing foods to be sent starving children overseas. Remember that there are 230 million of those sick and starving children in Europe and Asia who are counting on you to help them grow up strong and healthy with proper foods. Don't let them down. Join the crusade for children right now. Enlist the help of your friends in a campaign to raise much-needed funds. Ask your teachers and club leaders to help you organize and give plays. Make it your business to think up ways of raising money. Then turn whatever you collect into your local chapter of the American Overseas Aid and the United Nations Appeal for Children, sponsors of the Crusade for Children, who will be happy to accept your cooperation. Above all, don't put it off. The money is needed right now. So start at once to save the children of the world so you can ensure peace for the world. And now... Back to the adventures of Superman. Beneath the sprawling city of Metropolis lies a vast network of dimly lit tunnels through which gleaming steel rails extend web-like in all directions. Mile after mile of track carrying thundering electric trains crowded with people. This is the lifeline of a mighty city, the great Metropolis Subway. In the central traffic office, the mechanical brain of the underground subway system, two men are seated before an electrified map on which pinpoints of red and green light indicate the positions of all trains moving through the twisting labyrinth of tunnels. Below the map is a long row of switches, each marked with a number. To the left and right are plate glass windows looking out on the murky darkness of the underground city. Suddenly a train roars past the windows, its lights illuminating the faces of the two men. One of them reaches out and throws a switch. And as the last car disappears into the darkness, he slips off his high stool and stretches his cramped muscles. I'll clear now until 4.42 at 8.20. I'll go up and get a pot of coffee. Okay. Now, how about a crawler, Joe, or one of them jelly buns? Or something? No, thanks. Coffee will do me. Okay, all right. Alone now in the traffic office... Joe Miller, chief dispatcher, watches the illuminated map with its tiny lights blinking like red and green fireflies. He looks up at the clock. 
But before his eyes can reach it, he catches a reflection in the plate glass window and he stiffens. Behind him, the door to the traffic office is opening slowly, inch by inch. Holding his breath, Joe Miller remains motionless, watching the window. Suddenly, a strange figure slips into the room and closes the door quickly behind him. Joe Miller spins around on his stool, and his eyes bulge in terrified amazement. For there, facing him, armed with a huge cutlass, and dressed in the full regalia of a pirate, is what seems to be the ghost of Captain Kidd. Captain Kidd, most infamous of all pirates, has been dead, as we know, for more than a century. But then, who is this man with a skull and crossbones on his three-cornered hat? Fellows and girls, we're beginning a fascinating new story of action, thrills, and mystery, which we promise will keep you on the edges of your chairs from beginning to end. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 1 of The Ghost Brigade on... The Adventures of Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. So the radio version of Superman is vulnerable to knockout gas. And that's all that it did turn out to be. It was also odd the way Batman showed up in this. That Batman didn't take part in the action, but showed up in the end to say, Oh yeah, we took care of the guy who ran the uh, crossword puzzle syndicate. So, that's all taken care of. Real, Really an interesting use of the character as the bringer of exposition. But I don't think I was particularly looking forward to uh, Superman having to spend four or six episodes trying to get a uh, racketeer with funny... Uh, named Henchman Captured. A Ghost of Captain Kid? That sounds a bit more interesting. I will also say that the crossword uh, puzzle syndicate being behind the uh, plan does at least answer my objection about the uh, puzzle answer. It doesn't answer why they uh, didn't call them, but if they had called them, they wouldn't have been there any sooner. And as this is, this one feels just right about uh, the perfect length. And they did manage to make it not drag out too long, which is often a problem here. But I think this is very well paced and uh, enjoyable with a good bit of mystery uh, thrown in along the way. Uh, James Launce enjoyed it as well. His only criticism was that the public service announcements, um, which he, he said that the public service announcements which replace Pep, in his opinion, that they interrupt the narrative flow. Um, but that's kind of the, I, I would think, the nature of the public service, and I mean, of any commercial, as it does tend to interrupt the narrative flow. And that's always been the case, you know, even back when there was PAP. All right, well, it's a new serial starting on Sunday. Be sure and listen for The Ghost Brigade. If you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up your copy of Speed Trap. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.